Hi, welcome to Lighthouse Vineyard Church. Thank you for joining us. If you would like to know more about us, feel free to visit us online at lighthousevineyard.church. Enjoy the message. We are in a series called Life Hacks, and the beginning of each, me- each message, we're doing a practical life hack. So, I have one for you this morning. And so, as many of you know, I do a lot of painting painting rooms. I've painted our entire house. I've painted almost every room in this building, and with help, thank goodness. Um, But, so I have a lot of different kinds of paint in my house. So, how many of you know, though, that when you store paint in the original can, it can go bad? And the can will rust if you store it for too long, right? And then you get the rust in the paint and all. Yeah, it's just messy. So I have a different way of storing paint. I learned this a while back, and it's genius, I think. So I store paint in bottles. It's plastic. It doesn't rust. It seals good, and it doesn't go bad. Pretty cool, huh? This is just an orange juice bottle that's empty, Gatorade bottle. Depending on how much paint you have, you can put it in whatever size bottle you need. To mix it, all you do is shake it a little bit and then put it in your container, whatever you need to use to paint. And then on the bottle, I just write the name of the paint in what room I've used it in, and there you go. There is your life hack. I was told in between service that was the best one ever, so. (laughs) Yes, you're welcome. (laughs) Okay, let's move into the message, all right? To the good stuff. So we are in a series called Life Hacks, Practical Advice from the Book of James. And I love the Book of James because Like the title says, it's very practical. It hones in on the areas of our lives that we need to work on. So we are going to be in the third chapter of James, the end of chapter 3. And my section of the Bible, it says two kinds of wisdom. So we're going to be in that section, verses 13 through 18. So the title of today's message is Choosing Godly Wisdom. There are two different kinds of wisdom, and we want to work towards godly wisdom. So we are going to talk about the two different ones. Um, verse 13, so we're going through the book of James verse by verse, like literally verse by verse. And um, it's been a lot of fun. So we're going to start with verse 13 this morning. Is it still morning? Yes, it's still morning. Verse 13. Who is wise and understanding among you? Let them show it by their good life, by deeds done in the humility that comes from wisdom. So there is wisdom and there's knowledge. We're going to talk about the two different perspectives. Knowledge is the accumulation of facts or information. It's 
the education, it's the information that you retain, it's the knowledge that you retain. Um, it's smart people. <laughs> um, there's a lot of smart people in this world, but that doesn't mean that they're wise. There's a difference between knowledge and wisdom. You can be the most intelligent person in the world and have no wisdom. And then there's wisdom. Wisdom is knowing how to apply it. It's knowing how to apply the knowledge or the information that you have. It's the ability to make right choices in life. Wisdom doesn't mean you have a lot of knowledge either. I don't feel like I have a lot of knowledge. A little background, when I was in school, elementary, junior high, high school, I did just enough to get by. I would rather be in gym class <laughs> because it's active, or I would rather be at home working outside, being on the farm, being in the barnyard, helping whatever I could on the farm. Anything but sitting in the classroom. That's how I was in school. I did just enough to get by. And I didn't go to college because my dream was to be a wife and a mom. And I didn't feel like I needed to go to college for that. So I don't have a lot of knowledge compared to the world. In the world's eyes, I don't have a lot of knowledge. I feel like I have street smarts. But as far as like knowledge, information, and all that, it's not there. And I'm okay with that. But I have spent my life working towards wisdom. And because I would rather have wisdom, godly wisdom, I would rather have godly wisdom than be super intelligent and have all kinds of information and knowledge. Because wisdom is what's going to get you through life. And wisdom is what's going to help you do life well. James 1, verse 5, it says, If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. It will be given to you if you ask for it. The story of King Solomon and 1 Kings it talks about, it tells the story of King Solomon, but in chapter 3, it tells of Solomon sleeping, and God shows up to him in a dream. And in this dream, God says, ask for whatever you want me to give you. Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> ask for whatever you want me to give you. And Solomon, in humility, he says, I don't know how to lead these people. I'm just human, and I don't know how to do this well. So can you give me wisdom? He asked for wisdom, and so God downloads wisdom to him. He said, you didn't ask for 
they didn't have cars back then, but you didn't, you didn't ask for things or relationships. You asked for wisdom so you can do your role well in life. You guys, we need to ask for wisdom. If you want life to go well, you need wisdom. I have been in a place in my life where I lacked wisdom. I had very little, and my life showed it. My life was a bit chaotic. It was destructive. It was chaotic. It didn't go well for me. We need wisdom for life to go well. So who are we listening to? Who do we get our advice from? Who do we get input from? Do we have someone in our life that has godly wisdom? Not knowledge, but wisdom. Are you that person that someone can go to for wisdom, for godly wisdom? The second part of verse 13, it says, Let them show it by their good life, by deeds done in the humility that comes from wisdom. I like the New Living Translation. It says, proving it by living an honorable life. Doing good works with the humility that comes from wisdom. Honorable meaning deserving of respect and high regard. Are we living an honorable life? Are we living a respectable life? It's about our behavior. It's about applied knowledge. It's not about what we know. It's what do we do with what we know. Solomon asked for wisdom. He humbly asked for wisdom. He said, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> so I need help here. Can you give me discernment and wisdom in knowing how to lead these people? It took humility. He humbled himself in asking for help, asking for wisdom. James 4, verse 6, he says, but, we, but he gives us more grace. That is, that is why scripture says, God opposes the proud, but gives favor to the humble. I want God's favor. Your first life hack Living a life of humility will show godly wisdom. Verses 14 through 16. But if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast about it or deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come down from heaven, but is earthly and spiritual demonic. For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you have disorder in every evil practice. Let's look at verse 14. But if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, this is the first, the first part. Envy is wanting what another person has. 
And selfish ambition, which is selfishness, is putting our own interests above the interests of others, putting yourself first. There's three common phrases that kind of go along with these. The first one is keeping up with the Joneses. We all heard this one before, keeping up with the Joneses. That's a lot of pressure. <laughs> you have a neighbor who has nicer grass than you, someone who has a nicer car, someone who has what you want. So you strive to get something like theirs or something better. That's envy. He who dies with the most toys wins. It's kind of the same category. <laughs> you want a nicer boat? Or you want more than what your neighbor has, than what your friend has? That's tough. That's a hard place to be. Envy is not a nice place to be. It's a lot of pressure. Your last one is taking care of number one. That's selfish. Putting yourself before everyone else around you. It's not a good place to be. James 3, verse 15 such wisdom does not come, from come down from heaven, but is earthly, unspiritual, demonic. This is not from God. It's living a life of foolishness. It's living a life of disobedience and rebellion. Earthly is being part of the world, just like everyone else. You fit in with the crowd. You listen to what everybody else listens to. You watch what everybody else watches. You go to places where everybody else goes, fitting in with the world. And spiritual is being dis disconnected from God, living out of your own desires. And then there's demonic. See, these gradually get worse. The demonic is straight from the pit of hell. We don't want to go there. It's putting Satan's desires in front of you and walking in it. It's being under Satan's domain. And honestly, all three of these, earthly and spiritual, demonic, they're all under Satan's domain. Let's just be real about that. It's not godly. Therefore, it's not from God. Verse 16 is the outcome of these. For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder in every evil practice. Disorder is confusion, it's chaos, it's instability. That's what envy and selfish and being connected with the world does. I've lived there. It does create chaos and confusion. It's not a good place to be. So where is there chaos in your life? Is there an area in your life that needs some cleaning up? 
Your second life hack is godly wisdom does not include our own agenda. Our own agenda does not fit (laughs) into God's plan for wisdom. It just doesn't. Philippians 2, verse 3, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. Don't be selfish. Just don't be selfish. Let's move on to verse 17. I like this verse. But the wisdom that comes from heaven is, first of all, pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial, and sincere. So we just talked about worldly wisdom. Now we're going to talk about godly wisdom. James lists seven characteristics of godly wisdom. First of all, it's pure It's spotless. It's a holy life. It's stainless. But take note that he says, first of all, first of all, it's pure. It starts with purity. It starts with living a pure life. If you don't, I mean, just straight out, if you don't have purity in your life, you don't have wisdom. If you intentionally allow sin in your life, that's not wisdom. And it's not smart. You intentionally allow sin in your life, it's not wise, and it's not smart. There's nothing wise about being disobedient or or rebellious. That will produce chaos in your life if that's what you're going to choose. We are to keep our eyes, our ears, our mind, our heart, our bodies pure. That's just wisdom. Matthew 5, verse 8. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. I want to see God move. And that means that purity has to be there. The second one is peace-loving. It means getting along with others and being kind to others. It means people around you, the people you live with, the people you work with, your neighbors, even your enemies. Even your enemies. Peace-loving. Be ready to forgive because forgiveness will bring peace in your life. That's a hard one. Peace loving. Considerate is your third one. Thoughtful of the feelings of others. Jesus consistently gave up his rights for others consistently gave up his rights. We need to give up our right to do whatever we want, to do, to say whatever we want, 
to be with whoever we want. And that's simply being considerate of those around us. Jesus consistently gave up his rights for others. The fourth one is submissive, and that's yielding to authority. And that takes humility, yielding to authority. The fifth one is full of mercy and good fruits. Matthew 5, verse 7, it says, Blessed are the merciful, for they shall be shown mercy. I want to be shown mercy (laughs) by the God of the universe. But I need to show mercy to others. So God can show mercy to me. Then good fruits, Galatians 5, it lists the fruits of the Spirit. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. These are good fruits. So let's choose these. Let's choose to live in peace. Let's choose to be kind and to be good around us, around the people around us, and to have self-control. The sixth one is impartial. When you are impartial, you show no favoritism, and you treat everyone equally, no matter who they are. You love well. And the last one is sincere. Let's be the real deal. Let's be honest and let's be genuine. Be willing to take some of those walls down and just be real and honest with each other. So we should want all of these characteristics of godly wisdom. These should be things that we should strive for in wisdom. Going back to James 1, verse 5, it says, If you lack wisdom, ask God. He's got it ready for you. He wants to give it to you. It's a gift. I see this present. (laughs) He's just waiting to give it to you. It's a gift. Wisdom is a gift that he wants to give to each one of us. But we need to want it, and we need to ask for it. And it's okay to say, I'm not doing well right now. I'm not doing well with some of these choices. I'm not doing well with some of these decisions. Life isn't going great for me right now. Can you give me wisdom, God? Because I need it. It's a choice. Your third life hack is wisdom requires choosing to live a life of purity. These are all a choice that we get to choose. 
we get to choose it. We don't have to, but we get to. And it's an honor and a privilege to choose these, to have these available to us. It's a privilege to have wisdom available to us. Verse 18. Peacemakers who sow in peace reap a harvest of righteousness. This is the principle of sowing and reaping. But how many of you know that when we sow, we don't reap right away? It doesn't come right away. When I sow seeds of green beans or zucchini or tomatoes or whatever in my garden, they don't come up the next day. It takes watering, it takes fertilizing, it takes time, it takes patience for them to come. I planted my tomato plants in May. I don't have red tomatoes yet. It takes time and it takes patience. It's called sowing and reaping. And it's the same thing in life. When we sow peace, we reap righteousness. Righteousness is having a right relationship with God. If we respect authority over us, we will also be respected and appreciated. If we sow forgiveness, we reap peace. you want peace, forgiveness is a good practice to learn. If we live a life of purity, we have wisdom. Galatians 6, it says, do not destroy, do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Whoever sows to please their flesh from the flesh will reap destruction. We just talked about that, selfish, envy, all of those things. They reap destruction, chaos, confusion in our lives. Worldly wisdom, that's what will happen. You will reap destruction. Moving on, whoever sows to please the Spirit, from the Spirit will reap eternal life. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. You guys, this takes diligence. We can't give up. Do not give up. I have been asking God for wisdom for years. <laughs> and just with this week, he reminded me, uh, you kind of stopped. So I need to pick it back up. Start asking for wisdom again. You can't give up. You know, you'll leave here today and life will hit you. You'll go to work <laughs> and life gets real. But don't give up. It says, let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Be diligent. 
So what are we sowing in this life? Are we sowing selfishness? Are we looking out for number one? Are we trying to keep up with the next guy? What are we reaping? Your last life hack is we reap what we sow. It's just simple. We reap what we sow. I'm going to ask Clint to come back up and finish us out. Thanks, Rose. I think if there was ever a time where we needed wisdom, at least this seems like the most pressing time in my life. I mean, we are bombarded every day with decisions, aren't we? And we have wise people, at least it seems like they're wise. We have smart people with PhDs telling us what we should or shouldn't do. You know, should we stay on unemployment and collect the extra $600 or should we go back to work? Should we do Blackout Tuesday on our social media or should we avoid it? Should we wear a mask or not wear a mask? Should we go to the grocery store or not go to the, to the grocery store? Should we go to church or not go to church? I mean, we have all of these voices and we have people who are smarter than me who are saying, do this. And we have people who are smarter than me saying, do that. And we are stuck in the middle just going, I, what are we supposed to do? Well, I can tell you, godly wisdom is what we need. Because godly wisdom will tell us the answer to those questions. And I'll also say this, sometimes that answer is different from one person to another. Some of you needed to hear that today because God speaks differently to different people, which means we need to have grace for people too in the midst of all of this, right? Let's go ahead and put up James 1.5 again. It says, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to you. A couple things from that. First of all, he gives generously. When we ask for wisdom, he doesn't just give us enough. Man, this is one of those cases where he pours it out on us. Pours it out on us. And secondly, without finding fault. I don't know about you, but sometimes I'm I make poor decisions. I act unwise. And there are times when I feel unworthy for God to give me another chance to tell me what I should do again. But he does. He gives generously generously without finding fault. So today we're going to have an opportunity before we leave to ask God for wisdom. All right? So some of you today, I mean, you knew this message was for you and, and, and that you need to ask God for wisdom because I'm going to ask you to stand in just a second and really we could all stand up and say no we all want more wisdom but I'm going to narrow it down just a little bit if you know from today's message that this was for you uh, by standing that's your way of asking God for wisdom specifically okay and then I'm going to pray for us and by the way I'm standing because I need wisdom <laughs> I've talked to a lot of pastors and we are all just kind of like, I don't know what to do. Do we open up the church? Do we not? 
Do we require a mass? Do we not? Do we have a night of worship? Do we not? You know, we're, we're all kind of stuck in this. And so we're just begging God for wisdom. So I'm going to be standing during this prayer as well, just asking God for godly wisdom. So does anyone want to join me? Go ahead and stand up and I'll pray. So God, I pray for everyone who is standing right now, Lord. I pray for a double portion on each of them, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ. Fill them up with incredible wisdom and discernment, Father. I pray that every bit of information that they have, you will use that, God, and direct them to have godly decisions, Lord, to make godly decisions. And Lord, I just, I just pray for myself and our leadership team here at, the, here at the church, Lord. Man, give us wisdom, Lord. We do not want to make mistakes now, God. They are costly. They are costly, and you know that. So, Lord, I beg you, give us wisdom here as we make decisions for the church as well. Okay, let's all stand for closing prayer. Now, God, I thank you that your word is true and that you have beautiful gifts for us when we ask, Lord. And so whether it's wisdom or finances or peace, God, I pray that we would be a church that is bold enough to ask, to ask our Heavenly Father. So Lord, we do, we pray for those things. We pray for financial blessings. We pray for wisdom. We pray for peace in our relationships, Lord. Lord, I also pray that you would give us grace for one another as we all try to figure this thing out. And go with us this week, Lord, as we try to reflect your son, Jesus Christ, everywhere we go and shine Jesus. In his name we pray, amen. Amen. Hey, thank you guys so much for being here today. Uh, if you want some extra prayer after service, just stay in your seat and a prayer team member will come and pray over you. But have a great week. We'll see you next week. Well, that's it for today's message. We hope we helped you know God more intimately. If you feel our ministry is helping you spiritually, feel free to find out more about us at lighthouseofvineyard.church. Thank you for being part of our family, and we will see you next time.